This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Apple became the first company to hit $3 trillion in market cap earlier this year. And while it's down from that peak now, it could be poised to regain some of the momentum after tomorrow's earnings report. So what do we expect? I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about Apple's upcoming earnings is our resident Apple expert, Ian Scher. Welcome, Ian. How are you doing? So Apple is reporting its results after the market closes tomorrow. What are we expecting? We are expecting, uh, well, I guess the best word is a blowout. <laughs> it's really, you know, it's it's crazy because you think of, of, of talking about Apple and it, it kind of gets exhausting because it's always the largest or the most incredible or the you know most popular or whatever else and it's like just stop already right we've i've heard these these kind of these large words every time we talk about apple but mm. in this case we are actually you know up against what is looking like it's going to be its uh, best ever quarter right so that's the holiday shopping season that overlaps october to december and, you know, that's the iPhone 13, the MacBook Pros that they revamped, the iPads, the Apple Watch 7, all of these things, a lot of the analysts are saying were enough to push its sales over what they were last year, right? And last year was a tough one to beat because the iPhone 12 came out, 5G for the first time, a lot of pent-up demand. So there's a, it's a hard one to beat. Um, and right now the analysts are saying, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be a huge beat, right? It's going to be within, you know, single digits, but, um, it's going to be enough that this will be the biggest quarter that Apple's ever had. That, and that's fascinating because, you know, last year with the iPhone 12 and then, you know, 5G and all these other improvements that went into it, that, that was supposed to be sort of a big, big cycle upgrade cycle. And we're seeing some hints that iPhone 13 did as well, or if not better, from our, our carrier companies who have also put out earnings over the last two days. And you know the, the, the numbers suggest some strong results for Apple. Like what, what sort of put it over the top? Like what, what, is, what is it about the iPhone 13 that like basically made it so people were, were rushing in the middle of the pandemic to, to buy this thing? Yeah, to buy a thing, by the way, with an unlucky number. I, I'm always yes. shocked by that myself. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is that, I mean, this is something Apple's been talking about very directly for for over a year now, this 5G upgrade cycle you, you brought up. And, you know, I think a lot of people dismissed it. But the truth is that um, it appears as though there are enough iPhones out there, right? There's over a billion active iPhones being used in the world, which is a hard number to kind of really, really wrap your head around. But then the thing is that those are not all getting upgraded in one year. And so, you know, one of the statistics that we learned a long time ago from research that Apple did internally when it was really up against Samsung, right, back in the early days, and it was like a war for, for market share, was that they saw that when you go with one company, you tend to stick with it. 
right? So if they lost to Samsung anybody, it was going to be significantly hard to get them back. Well, now they've got those billion iPhones. So let's just assume a, ma a majority of them are going to continue being iPhones when they upgrade. Well, that, that upgrade cycle keeps going and going, and it takes a while to go through. And so this is what Apple says is actually still the early innings of that upgrade cycle. And what will happen is that in each you know in each year that comes up, there's going to be whatever feature or whatever else that gets people off the sidelines to upgrade their iPhone beyond the 4G version they had into the 5G. And that is where Apple gets to basically repeat its last couple of years. Um, not to mention <laughs> the other statistic they keep bringing up, which is that more than half of their users are often new to Apple. So, uh, you know, forget what I just mentioned about staying with the company. They also are actually growing share, which is helping them grow generally. And, you know, then you add everything else on, you know, maybe they got a pair of AirPods to go with their iPhone. Maybe they get Apple TV Plus or whatever else. And, you know, the money just starts flowing to Cupertino. It's incredible. Well, and you talked about Apple TV Plus. Uh, services is obviously a big party for Apple, iCloud, uh, fitness, uh, Apple Fitness. Uh, there are a number of these services. I'm curious what folks are expecting there and if we're going to hear a lot of commentary around how some of its services performed in the last quarter. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, when 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 we talk about the commentary and all of that, by the way, I, I feel like the ex expectation game in uh, Wall Street is very weird sometimes because, you know, if you were keeping your ear to the ground over the last three months, uh, and during the holidays, there was a lot of conversation about, oh, Apple's pulled back demand orders for its iPhones, right? That maybe it wasn't selling as many as it thought. And now we're sitting here having a conversation where Wall Street's actually expecting them to have sold more than they did last year. So it's just, it's always interesting how these conversations go. And when it comes to services, it's the one thing that actually there's very little conversation and, and kind of talk about in uh, the rumor world, because it's hard to tell how many people are actually signing up for Apple TV. The only the only indications we ever get of how things are going is whether or not Apple says it will renew a show or it'll add a show or it has a show like uh, that that just gets super popular. Right. Um, and then then we know, OK, well, that's gotten into the mainstream. That'll pull in more people. But those are the only ways we really ever figure that stuff out. So. Apple had, you know, Apple's been steadily growing their services stuff, but there is some stuff to keep in mind because it's not just TV Plus. They've got Apple Fitness Plus, which goes up against Peloton. And you may have been keeping an eye on Peloton. <laughs> the the, the yes. stock has it's, lost it's had, like what? It's had a rough, rough go. Oh my uh, gosh, right? Yep. And so, you know, add all that together and you think, okay, Apple probably stole a couple people from Peloton, right? And then you you think of Apple Music, which is constantly up against Spotify. You've got all these other things they're doing. Yeah, it's still growing. And it's, I mean, it's small compared to Apple's other businesses, but it is a monster on its own. And it appears to be, at least the analysts expect that it will continue to grow. Got it. Well, the other the other core one of the core legs or tenets of 
Apple's success has been with uh, Macs and iPads, um, particularly with with all of our all of us working at home, or many of us working at home, that that's led to a huge demand for that. And and they had a number of refreshes over, over the last year. W- what do you see happening there? You know, I, I'm really curious about it. Honestly, I'm going to be keeping my ear to the ground mostly on it because even though Apple's fate is tied to the iPhone, right? And I say that because the iPhone regularly represents at least or almost entirely half of its revenue, right? Um, Is that one of the things that we've seen is that the Mac and the iPad have been at such high demand that Apple hasn't been able to keep up. And they've actually made a lot of comments in the last we'll call it six months, where they've said, you know, we're struggling to make enough of them. We're struggling to keep up with it. And the reason they say is because of their M1 chip, right? These This new family of, of, of uh, microprocessing chips inside the devices that are supposed to replace Intel, right? Which is what Apple's used forever. And so by doing this, it's gotten good reviews. We at CNET have given their computers good reviews over it. And so it seems as though it's actually getting out there and people are wanting to buy this thing, which is, I mean, it's a nerdy concept that a chip would inspire anyone to buy anything who isn't like a techie. But um, that's really the only way we can ju- we can we can make understand why suddenly Apple's seen such a rise of demand beyond the pandemic and people needing computers in general. And so now it'll be a question of, well, you know, last quarter, if we think back to the fall, Apple said that it was so constrained in supply that it left $6 billion, right, with a B on the table because they couldn't actually make enough devices to sell to people. So I am going to be really curious to see whether or not that we get another number like that this quarter. Because even if this is its largest quarter ever, it would be rather shocking to hear that they think they left billions of dollars even more on the table because of the chip shortage and all these other issues. Yeah, and speaking of the the chip shortage and supply chain constraints in general, uh, what do you expect from in terms of commentary from this company about those issues for 2022 like this is a company that is generally managed things a little bit better than competitors but i'm curious what you're expecting to hear yeah i mean apple's known as a supply chain company right i mean that's something that at least within the tech world i think we've we've all come to acknowledge is that part of its success has been that it's just masterful at managing its supply chain and it seems as though that in the, in the past, you know, if you've listened to them talk about the chip shortage, they've said our, our problem actually isn't so much the, the, the chips that everyone else is struggling with, right? Which would make sense because Apple uses its own microprocessors now for a lot of these devices. They've said it's all these other things that are in the supply chain that are really, really constrained. So I'm actually really curious to hear what they're going to say. Generally speaking, what they've what they've told us is that they're getting to a point where now they've built the supply chain, they've completely reoriented it. So it used to be, if you imagine the supply chain was getting all the parts together and bringing them together next to a warehouse, and then the warehouse assembles the device. 
And so now what Apple said last quarter is they said they're, they're actually changing that, which is costs a ton of money and a lot of resources and a lot of effort. But what they were going to do is have all of the parts assembled that they could before the chip arrived and then pop in the chip and finish and then get it out the door. And they said by doing that, they could get more devices out the door. So I'm curious to hear if that worked, if they share any details about that, because you know one of the conversations about the modern supply chain now is that it needs to change. Right. It is so it's it's even though it worked for us in theory over the last couple of decades, it actually is incredibly fragile. And that's what we've seen at the grocery store. That's what we've seen, uh, you know, at, 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 at computer shops. That's what we see all over the place. So I'm curious to hear what they are in, kind of coming up with to try and deal with this and, of course, beat the competition and actually have devices to sell all the time, which is part of the game at this point, right? Even having stuff in stock. Yeah, definitely. Uh, lastly, Metaverse has been a buzzword that everyone's bringing up. Obviously, it was a big deal at CES. Uh, Apple has talked about you know, AR in the past, and Tim Cook himself has talked about his interest in the area. We haven't really seen a lot from them. Do you think we'll get a tease about those long speculated AR head glasses or even a little bit more concrete you know, commentary around what Apple plans to do with the metaverse or if it wants to be part of it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I would, it's a good bet that we will not hear anything during the earnings period, right? The the call with with analysts and stuff right. where they'll, where Apple will spill the beans. Although, you know, they've done stuff in the past. But they I definitely tease things. They've like offered little hints, they, they, nothing specific, but yeah. Right. No, absolutely. And look, and Tim Cook, the CEO, has said many times he's a big fan of AR. I think recently he called himself AR fan number one. And so it like there are definitely indications <laughs> that he is pushing in that direction and laying the groundwork uh, in, in what he's saying so that when Apple does it, it's very natural move. Uh, so I imagine we'll hear more about that. We haven't actually heard the word metaverse escape Apple's lips very often. So I'm curious to see if they're going to even just say the word, let alone how much they're going to talk about what they see as a future. But at this point, I mean, we've heard Tim Cook literally say AR is a critical technology. We've heard him say that it, it's a key part of what Apple wants to build on. Like he's used all of the language that I would expect before they announce something. So I don't know what else he could say. <laughs> other than maybe you'll hear more from us re soon, right? right? Which would be crazy, and that would create a lot of headlines, and that's why I doubt he'll say it. But <laughs> that's the kind of thing that we'll be listening for, for sure. Absolutely. Ian, well, thanks for your time. Look forward to your earnings coverage. But in the meantime, you can check out his preview on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at The Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.